never mind. I'm not going to do it to Gary. Um, I was going <laughs> to say safest play in DFS, but uh, not going to do it. Swipe Right Sports is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. And I did it again. I put my weekly hex on Gary Woodland, where I proclaim either the safest player or this awesome statistical all-around game, the, the highest floor, whatever bit you want to use. Um, yeah, Gary was the guy. Um, so I apologize to him. He follows uh, Webb Simpson and Sun J.M. in my path of destruction. But um, we did some nice things, I thought. Last week, though, in uh, we mentioned uh, Mackenzie Hughes is a guy to watch. He popped up nicely. Kevin Streelman with a nice course history who finished, I think it was uh, sole second. And um, Kyle had Kyle Stanley as one of his little deeper cuts that popped up uh, to have a nice finish there. And I think will be a, a guy of interest this week for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And um, also... By the time the tournament rolled around, he saw guys like Webb and Brooks last week withdraw. Kyle and I both really went all in on DJ. And, uh, well, it's always nice to have the winner in the lineup. Uh, always a big help. So um, good stuff from last week. We're going to kind of break that down and then get into, of course, this week's field on date on DraftKings as we do each week. Uh, coming up now. Let's waste no more time. Back, I am here once again with Kyle Roberts. You can follow him at Notorious KR on Twitter. As always, we're going to talk some uh, DK PGA DFS uh, from last week and this week. Kyle, how are you? Uh, I am great, Bobby. Uh, I have to thank uh, Dustin Johnson for living up to expectations for doing exactly what um, I kind of had pegged him to do, and uh, obviously bet him outright. I put him in my one and done. Uh, was a staple of many of my lineups. And honestly, I, I think his big week was the reason why I didn't get absolutely slaughtered on DraftKings this week. And, um, you know, he was a he was a fixture of many of my lineups. A lot of my lineups were two of six, three of six getting through. But, uh, you know, I, I managed to only lose 20 bucks. So um, for, for a week where it looked really bad, especially when I'm looking at cuts, um, yep. To to not really lose a ton, um, I was uh, I was pretty excited. Yeah, it was one of those weirder weeks. I think if you happen to have the leader, which mm-hmm. both of us did, and you avoided, well, I, here's what I'll say is I think the people we missed on, everyone missed on a lot, right? So yeah. it kind of it cancels each other out when you see the Phenows, the Woodlands, uh, the Morikawa. guys. Yup, guys were super chalky, and they kind of cancel out missing the cut. Like I, yep. I told you, we talked about on Twitter a little bit. Uh, I had three lineups that were four of six that all cashed, and like you said, I didn't win anything necessarily. But I'm not redepositing this week. That's a that's a solid uh, outcome for me, I think. So, hundred um, uh, And I think so. That I, just to name the four I had, so I had DJ, and then it was a uh, Redmond M. 
and who was the other guy that I had there? Um, oh, I think Reed. So, mm-hmm. so I think um, now again I missed out on Fina and Woodman, but I think a lot of people did. So, but it just kind of goes to show you, depending on how who misses the cut and who you have left over. Uh, I it was the first time I've done it four or six, but it's possible. Yeah, and I have to uh, also thank Kyle Stanley for for really living up to expectations for me as well, uh, because he was not owned. In, you know, I think he was maybe one percent owned in the Millie Maker. Like he wasn't in anybody's lineups, and so for me, having him, having a, a good amount of exposure to, to him, um, I think he was a big part of why I cashed as well. Because um, you know, even in weeks where you don't do as well, um, if you have one of those guys that that is that big of a difference. Um, I think you can also kind of make up ground there as well. Absolutely. Uh, that was a nice uh, mention last week for you when we talked. And I think that ownership might be changing for him. That, w- But we'll talk about that as we get mm-hmm. into this uh, groupings. Um, we also talked a little bit about just uh, the sports world in the uh, current world we're living in. And it looks as though the PGA is still under relative control right now. Um I think they're going to move forward and be successful, at least for this week. What are your thoughts on that? Maybe uh, some other sports you mentioned you're doing, like a baseball fantasy league. It, how do you feel about this stuff moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 truly wild times. And, and as I kind of mentioned, you know, obviously we had Brooks withdrawal last week. Um, I think, you know, I don't think it's that crazy to see if we see a week where a Brooks and a Rory and a Justin Thomas or a Justin Thomas, Justin Rose. And, you know, some of the elite guys, the, some of the vocal uh, majority guys kind of have issues or have to withdraw or just kind of speak out in general in terms of, um, you know, what, what, what their frustrations were. They might like a shutdown is not crazy. Now I will give the PGA a lot of credit because they saw kind of the initial wave uh, and how some players were taking it seriously and other players were not so much. Um, so they're being a lot more stringent and kind of, you really have to force these guys because a lot of these guys, you know, they have lots of money. They kind of do what they want when they want, play golf, have fun, um, right. and, and to kind of box them into, hey, you have to be in our bubble and you have to wear a mask and you have to do the right things. Um, in order just to keep it going. you know. Right, just- right. Right, and so if they're not following the rules, they're gonna be they're gonna be punished, and it sounds like the punishment's gonna be you know pretty severe in terms of what like owners what the league the you know PGA will, will do. So um, that, that that I think that's a positive because you know like we mentioned like I'm do, getting set up for fantasy baseball, like basketball is supposed to be coming back. Those feel a little more of a long shot. Um, even as we kind of march closer towards the this the supposed restart dates, right, right. And I think you know I think it's like you said. I think it's much easier. I think for golf to pull it off mm-hmm. um, in the way their sport is played, obviously. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how the other sports with just the larger larger groups gathering. Yeah. You know, it's just well, teams even, gathering. Even like we saw Monday, like Brooks and his caddy both withdrew. Because Chase Kepka uh, test or the caddy tested positive, so Chase Brooks and the caddy all withdrew. But like mm-hmm. in a team, especially if you're talking baseball and there's 30, 40 guys on the team, uh, or even basketball where it's 15, like 
the exposure level hits the whole team, plus the whole t- the team basically has to forfeit. Where in golf, it's a lot easier for one or two or three guys to kind of pull out and, and not really notice a huge difference. Yeah, it's not like it's going to be kind of fascinating in a, in a weird way to see like the NBA in their little condensed playoff schedule. If mm-hmm. LeBron, or, LeBron or AD gets this, like what what is what happens? <laughs> so, right. Well, and then yeah, the Lakers are one of the favorites. You know, and all of a sudden AD gets it or J.R. Smith gets it and then the rest of the team is exposed. You know, what happens there? What happens to the league? Do they shut it down? You know, there, there's a lot to think about. Uh, there, but I think we should dive into the Rocket Mortgage, huh? We should. Let's talk about this week. Um, the course, it is the second year of this venue. It's one of the newer events on the tour. Um, it is played at the Detroit Golf Club. It's right downtown in Detroit there. Uh Kyle, based on if last year was any indicator, uh, this is going to be probably another race to 20-some under to win. Yep. I think this is going to be somewhat of a fun house course for these guys uh, to tear up. And I think it's going to be another, you know, five to six birdies around in order to get to the weekend and yep. then contend from there. So um, I, I I think, and just to point out too, last year's cut line was minus five. I think it was four last week. So uh, even... Yeah early Thursday, Friday, even like shooting uh, like an even par round, that might not be a great spot to be in at the end of any of these days. So uh, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. Obviously, uh, you know, this this week we don't have the fields we've had the past couple of weeks, but Bobby, I think this is going to be good for us. I think obviously playing a lot of swing season golf, these are our guys, right? We're going to talk Sebastian Munoz. We're going to talk uh, Doc Redman, who's obviously becoming a guy that we consider. But this is where these guys come from um, that become, you know, in, in heavier fields, in bigger tournaments. The 6,000, 7,000 guys that we fill the back half of our lineups with, as opposed to, you know, this week where some of these guys are, are 8, 9K. Um, and it feels uncomfortable a little bit to pay for that. But you have to also compare it to the field and, you know, adjust your, your mindset and your pricing, uh, you know, kind of along with it. It's a very great point. Um, this is definitely a much softer field from the past three events that we've had since they've come back. Um, and so I think, like you said, for those guys in that lower range, we're going to start here in a minute. You can kind of raise the floor and the ceilings a, a little bit on some of these guys. So um, a good opportunity for everyone to get to the weekend and contend. That said, we are going to start with the groupings where uh, we dive into each price range. I pick out a handful of guys and say, Kyle, tell me your tell me what your favorite ones are. Maybe I didn't pick one that you like. Explain why that is. Mm-hmm. So let's start at the very bottom, Kyle, and work our way up. And just for kind of context, each week, these fields, the majority of the field is comprised in the 7K and below range. There's about 100 to 110 players each week. And then it gets very thin as you move up from there. So we might spend a fair amount of time here because, well, I think this week especially is where a lot of these guys can return tons of value in uh, the softer field. So the names are, this is for 6,400 and below, uh, Doug Gim, Seamus Power, Robbie Shelton, DJ Trahan, Lucas Brigard, pretty sure I got that right, uh, Zun Jong, Hank Lebiota. Bill Haas, Zach Suker, Kevin Tway, C.T. Pond, and Josh Teeter. That's a lot I threw at you, Kyle, but um, I think 
I, I have some intrigue from this group this week. What are you thinking? I'm thinking I'm going to try and avoid this group as much as possible, and and I'll explain kind of in the next grouping what what um, some of my favorite options are because a, a little bit more, uh, like a hundred, two hundred dollars more. I'm into guys that I'm feeling much much better about. That said, there is a couple guys in this group. Uh, Zinju Zhang is absolutely a guy that pops this week for me. Um, and in this course is interesting because, you know, off the tee isn't nearly as important. Like, I think last year the driving average was close to 300 yards. Um, yeah. And for a, a normal PGA tournament, that's very rare. So even guys that aren't great getting off the tee still find a way to, to hit the ball plenty far this week. So, you know, I really want guys who have a good approach game, who are striking the ball well. Um, and, and are gonna and putting is gonna be pivotal. Like you have to be able to hit your wedges, you have to be able to putt um, if you want to be able to compete. And as we said, you know, minus twenty something is gonna win this tournament. So Zhang's a guy that I've seen pop, a guy that uh, you know his irons when they get hot uh, can can go well. Um, yeah. The other guy, where is he? Uh, Chase Seifert. 6,200, uh, I know he didn't make your grouping, but he's another guy that I kind of like this week. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid this, but there is some interesting kind of, and, and as we go through it, we'll, we'll discuss some of the options as we get towards the top, but you might need to save a couple hundred bucks. So if you're digging down this low, Zhang's a guy I like, Chase Seifert's a guy I like, who uh, in terms of total strokes gained uh, is 38th. Um, and, and uh, you know, can can salvage his off the tee game uh, with his approach, with his putting, and and kind of do well this week. Yeah, and I kind of follow up what you said about um, you know long hitters versus uh, you know short approach game, kind of working way around the course, guys. I think anyone who's just sharp can win here, no matter what their style is. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just a very a very gettable course for totally. any any pro player. So uh, there. No matter if you're a bomber, you're you know precision approach guy. Anyone can compete and win here. So um, that said, I find myself this week almost getting to the point where I know there's probably four or five guys I definitely want, and then it leaves me in this range having to make some decision. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I tend to I tend to lean on the ball striking, and in this group, Josh Teeter and DJ Trahan rank out really well in ball striking so far. And, Towards the end of last year, they were they're at very different points in their career, but they were had some nice form last year. They were making a lot of cuts and providing a lot of value. Right now, form hasn't been uh, great for either, but um, I think this may be a good spot for them in the soccer field to regain that. So yeah, um, those would be ball strikers. One guy I wanted to uh, just kind of mention that I just have a it's more of a premonition really than anything, Kyle. It's uh, Lucas Burigard. Uh, the the Denmark native here, okay? Now, I want to talk a little bit about him because something that jumps out to me is this was a guy last year who played really well in bigger events and just could prove that he could compete on this tour at a high level. And it was coming off of his last two years where he really broke through internationally on the European tour. Now, right here, right now, the form, garbage. Um, I think he's one of seven, maybe, in his cuts made for this season. Who knows why, right? But I think all of these guys are, you know, one tweak away mentally or physically from kind of turning things around. 
And uh, just to read off a few events that he finished in, this is not too long ago. This is just from last season, not even a calendar year old. Um, Honda Classic, T12. The Players' Championship, he was T30. World Golf Championships, match play, he was fourth. Masters, T21. PGA Championship, T16. He missed the cut for the U.S. Open, but fouled that up with the T16 for the Open Championship. Um, just some overall impressive performances for his first consistent play on the PGA Tour. So he's proven he can do it. And I think if you're digging around here in this range and you're kind of making decisions, I think he's quietly kind of an intriguing uh, value for this range. For me, he's a, a complete pass. And I love him as a player. And I think in tournaments like the Masters, um, I, I'm a lot more interested in him. I just think this week his game doesn't suit uh significantly well to kind of the course and he's a guy that gains a lot of strokes off the tee and when that's kind of when that's kind of you know taken away uh the rest of his game doesn't really follow suit so yeah like any as you mentioned u.s open where they're playing at pebble beach like that that's a lot more like i think this week where they it's a lot more you have to hit your irons well and you have to putt well and um you know in 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 general the the bent grass model just just doesn't work great for for his game uh but that said you know everybody can get hot have a good week and uh i could look like uh, an idiot with an egg in my face but uh, i think he is gonna be a guy i fade this week yeah and it's more of just kind of a a deeper cut contrarian type play where sure probably will not be owned a whole lot for good reason um form is not there but i just thought you know if i'm if i'm kind of looking up these names and trying to make cases for guys i'll kind of take that case as a guy who he's proven he can compete well and maybe maybe this is a week where he can kind of regain some form. So uh, we, we dug pretty deep in there that price range. Uh, I'm, I'll just say uh, Doug Gim, too. He, mm-hmm. played, he played Doc Redmond a few years ago in that amateur championship. Uh, great finish. I think I've talked about this before, but uh, tons of talent. I think it's a matter of time before you see him uh, hanging around on the weekends consistently here. So for a bottom, bottom uh, of the barrel price, uh, decent play. 100%. Let's, let's, let's head to... This is now 6,500 to 6,700. A handful of guys. we got five, starting with Kevin Chappell, Wyndham Clark, Nate Lashley, last year's winner, Russell Knox, and Aaron Wise, your top player there. Well, it's really funny because Nate Lashley, like he wasn't even in the the player pool last year. He wasn't like a first round leader in terms of betting markets. Like it's and then he ends up, you know, basically being the first round leader and running away with the tournament. Yep. Um, and I feel like he's still not getting a ton of love this week, and maybe that's crazy. Uh, but for me, I, man, in this range, like I told you, I love this range. And there's three names, and it's the Cams. It's Cam Percy, it's Cam Davis, and it's Cam Tringali. Like, they're all popping on my model. They all, I think, will do much better in a field like this. Um, and in, in terms of irons, in terms of what they do well, I think they can, they can absolutely, uh, do really do, do well this week. And I think they'll all be, uh, you know, in, uh, cheap all options that kind of help balance out my core. Yeah. Let's get this model popping. Kyle. I mean, let's, let's, let's just take this all the way here to, uh, to Vegas. If we can possibly, uh, get it, <laughs> th- throw, throw a patent on this thing. Um, Look, I 
according to my mile tile, which is basically based on ball striking and mm -hmm. strokes gain. Um, look, Russell Knox, again, I similar to kind of uh, Burry guard form, horrendous. Uh, this is a week where I, I want to kind of buy up some of those not Russell Knox shares. I, it, it's just, you know, for all these guys, I think it's inevitable that they're going to turn around at some point. It's just one adjustment here or there, like I've talked about. It's, it's a super fickle game for a lot of these guys. It's the most consistent that are the best, which is why they're the best, right? So, mm -hmm. um, Knox is a streaky guy. Um, he hasn't been playing well. Maybe this is a week. Um, like we talked about last week, we talked about Kevin Streelman. I thought, hey, him and Knox have both played really well here before. Maybe one of these guys, it's a week where... You know, they can kind of regain some form. Obviously, it worked out for Streeland, not Knox. But I look at Knox here again. I look at this price range. He has great ball striking, 45th uh, ranked on the season, 24th in the strokes against approached on the season. So, um, yeah, I I still think he he's shown the ability to win on this tour. And uh, I, I would pick him, I think, combined with everything I said, probably going to be lower owned and um, yeah. maybe a little bit contrarian and those are some more, those are more factors that I probably emphasize when I'm picking guys in this range because uh, that's what you're, that's what you're kind of trying to do a little bit. Get get the sneaky lower owned guys. I think he profiles as a nice one this week. I like and, it. And uh, and also I just think uh, I'll say this if I had to pivot off that my other pivot would be Aaron Wise, just another super young talented guy who um, great ball striking and you know he's on the upswing trajectory of his career so. His best golf is all in front of him. Let's get to 6,800 to 7K. And we'll start with Matthew Wolf, Harry Higgs, your boy, Lanto Griffin, who rebounded nicely last week at a T24. Yep. Ch Chesson Hadley, and then uh, Patton Kazire, who could be this week's form alert candidate. What say you, Mr. Robert? Well, I, I do believe, and I am verifying. Uh, it looks it looked like uh, Harry Higgs is pulled out for this week. My okay. Uh, I'm trying to find confirmation because I thought I saw that. Maybe no, maybe it's Harris English. I, I'm, yes, I'm Harris, to, I, Harris, Harris English. English pulled? He tested positive for COVID. -19. Okay, okay. So that I get those two guys confused. Don't ask me why. Uh, <laughs> I love this range. Um, I'm going to do it, Bobby. I'm going back to my boy Lonto, and uh, it's probably going to end horribly because I was on him. He did terribly. I got off him. He did well. Uh, I'm going back to him. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I want guys that are going to be good with their irons. I want some ball strikers, and I want guys that are going to putt. And he, at his best, when he's good, that's those People, are the things he does really well. And he, he's if, a good putter. Good putter. Yeah, yeah. And I think this week... Um, I'm going back to Lonto, and uh, you know I'm I've I've already put him in my core. I'm betting him for top twenties, top tens, and you know in in general this week in terms of my betting card, I'm I'm trying to not go too crazy because the last few tournaments have been great, um, but the numbers just they're not great this week. Like the the guys that are the elite guys, there's only a handful of them, but they're priced up so high. Um, you know, if you want to take a few stabs in the dark at guys that are, you know, long, long shots, like I, I don't hate it. And I think Lonto's a guy that if you want to pick a guy at 100 plus to win, like I, I like that. I think he makes a ton of sense. But 
I'm getting back on the I'm getting back on the horse and uh, let's see if he bucks me off. Yeah, I, I like Lanto. That he's been a again. I think he's had a really nice um, kind of so far. I would say a breakthrough season. Somewhat. Um, he's still ranked in the top ten, I think, in FedEx standing. So he's looking to be uh, a tour championship guy, which is huge for a lot of these guys who are uh, perhaps a little bit newer to tour play. So um, yeah, it's good to see him bounce back this week. Let's see if he can keep it going. My guy would be Chesson Hadley. Again, mm-hmm. the ball striking approach numbers really jump out. Uh, 27-26 on the season. And I think we talked about him going into maybe the Charles Schwab a couple of weeks ago. And he he had a nice uh, turnout. I think it was a top – I know he made the cut. I want to say it was a top 30 or so. But um, he, I think he's a good guy in this range uh, to be able to just kind of have a really nice precision game on a course where you can – again, these guys can tear this thing up. So – the, the better ball strikers are going to be able to put themselves in position more and more. And uh, I like Hadley here. And I think a guy to watch, too, is uh, Kazire. He had a T6 mm-hmm. last week in a uh, in a pretty stacked field. And uh, he's a guy who's won as well, on, again, on tour. Maybe he's turning the corner a bit. So someone to watch. And um, also just point out Vegas odds in terms of this group. Matthew Wolf jumps off the page at 80-1. Yeah. to 1, Well, the rest of them are 130-150. So... If you want to play it that way, he's the clear winner in that terms. Yep, and I think that's a lot more main name recognition. Obviously, he did the tailor-made uh, thing during the shutdown with Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler. Uh, he obviously played college golf with uh, Oklahoma State, where Ricky Fowler winning his teammates, Victor Hovland. He obviously has the very unique swing. Um, so a lot of public perception goes into those numbers as well, and I think True. that's why you're why you're seeing the the major difference. Yeah. That that's true. I, I'm sure he gets he's a much more popular bet at, at the window for sure th- than than a Harry Higgs. So, uh, yeah, let's go to 7100 to 7400, and I picked oh, this has got to be about almost double digit guys here because uh, this is where it's it's just still a, a lot of a lot of a lot to unpack with this mm-hmm. range because there's a lot of guys who there's the upside in, of the floor and the ceiling starts to just go up. Uh, exponentially here with some of these guys. And we'll start with Michael Thompson. Your guy, Kyle Stanley, uh, from last week with a nice call. And then Sebastian Munoz, Emiliano Grillo, Siwoo Kim. Uh, maybe he is a guy who is rounding into form. Chris Kirk, Mark Hubbard, Wes Roach, Keegan Bradley, Will Gordon out of nowhere. He's 7,300. Yeah. Brian Stewart and uh, Patrick Rogers. You say what there? Uh, I, I say I like uh, this range. Um, I, I'm doing it. I'm going back to Kyle Stanley. This is a guy that uh, he's playing good golf, and obviously last week was nice. Um, but this is a guy that, in terms of approach numbers, absolutely yep. kills it. Uh, he's not great off the tee, but you know what? This week he doesn't have to be. Nope. Um, putts well on bent grass, um, which is what we got this week. Um, and if he can chip a little bit, um, I think he is poised for um, another, you know, top 20-ish finish. And obviously, you know, his price went up almost $1,000 this week. But I, I'm fine paying that difference, especially when you compare last week's field to this week's. Yeah, I think I'm with you on Stanley. I liked him a lot quietly um, last year quietly he was always kind of in this range and didn't really move above it and this is again this is a former 
Torch Championship guy um, who isn't that far removed from that. And so you know the he has the ability there, right? It's 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 in him. Uh, it's just a matter of him just getting back on track and maybe, as we talked about last week, maybe it's starting to click for him. Uh, and if he if it is, he's capable of contending and winning a tournament like this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really like Kyle Stanley here a lot as well. Uh, he has some of the best Vegas odds in this group at 80 to 1. Um, the best Vegas odds come from Siwoo Kim, the very volatile the very volatile Siwoo, uh, 65-1, but he was um, T11 last week. So we know we know what he can be like. Um, he's either a flame out or he's just uh, he's, he's right there for a win. So uh, you got to kind of be able to be able to uh, ride the wave, so to speak. Um, but uh, I I will say outside of um, Stanley and Siwoo, I think the other guy I did a little bit of a reading on was Will Gordon this week after his uh, breakthrough um, and, and now kind of temporary status on the PGA from that last week. I never heard of this guy until last week and I, I did a little bit of research and it's just I, nothing but impressed. It's hard to be able to help it. Um, came Started down the McKenzie tour, which is the Canadian tour last year. Immediately, I think, won um, an event very early on and then contended as well in, in numerous events and then comes over here. He's had seven starts, made the cut in five um, and I think maybe mixed in maybe a couple top tens in there as well so also 23 years old you know we talk about Joaquin Neiman um every week and just talk about how how young this guy has to be doing what he's doing at how quickly he's doing it really right I mean he's just coming on and I think Gordon's another one of those guys who profiles this guy one of those younger ultra talented persons who isn't just you know they're not just coming to play they're coming to win uh yeah. so I think I think uh it's been really impressive to see him uh, contend as early on as he has at such a young age. So um, with all these guys, I think it's probably, you know, 10% physical, 90% mental when you're all that talented and that yep. good. So um, this guy couldn't probably couldn't be more confident than, than he, as of right now. So I like always pointing out guys that are probably playing well, they're probably much more confident. And uh, that I, I factor that in a lot when I get to courses that you know people aren't really that familiar with I really like to rely on form a lot more so Gordon's a guy uh, I would not be I would not hesitate to pull the trigger on after a great week uh yeah a, a couple more I want to throw out in this range uh Chris Kirk pops in a big way um another guy that is really good with his approach really good with uh hit you know when he gets around the green putts well you know his his off the tee game is kind of mitigated off off this course, um, and, and Sebastian Munoz. I feel like I, I mentioned him a little bit ago, but uh, I, I like him a lot this week. Obviously, you know we're talking. This is like a swing season field, right? This is not. This obviously has a couple names that are big names, and um, you know we'll we'll see about those guys. But Munoz, the guy we've seen win um, during swing season, perform well during swing season, um, and, and kind of is priced in this group for the right reasons um, and has upside, has potential. And, and if you wanted to, to place a, a, a longer shot bet, 100 to 1, uh, I am I am all for that. Yes, uh, and you're, that's absolutely a great point. It is, it is one of those fall-type uh, fields. So, um, yeah, I, I all those guys, again, raise, raise the floor and ceilings just a little bit on a lot of these guys. So uh, let's... Head to 
7,500 to 7,900. And it starts with Scott Stallings, Scott Stallings, Joseph Bramlett, Maverick McNeely. Everyone's, uh, he's kind of, he's kind of like the uh, Matthew Wolf of this range. Um, Harold Varner III, Kevin Kisner, Brendan Grace, Alex Norton, Brendan Todd, Brant Snedeker, and Brian Harmon. Love this group. There, I, I really like. I feel like a lot of my lineups are gonna be kind of a couple seven thousand guys and a couple nine ten thousand dollar guys. Sure. Um, a lot of guys in the, like HV three is absolutely a guy I like. Um, he's gonna come with a lot of ownership. So if you're playing tournaments um, and you like him, play him absolutely. Don't be afraid to not play him just because he's owned. Uh, and he's been playing great. Um, but be ready to you know find a pivot elsewhere uh, in your roster. But I think he makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm absolutely going to Brant Seneker this week. Um, great with his irons. Can get super hot putting. Yep. Uh, biggest weakness is off the tee. And, like, I, 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 you know, I sound like a broken record, but it's not as important this week. So if you can pivot to, to Snedeker, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm looking at ownership right now. It doesn't look like he's going to be super heavily owned. Uh, less than 10% as of right now. So, I mean, obviously we're talking on Tuesday, um, but is absolutely a guy that I will uh, probably end up owning um, some uh, shares of this week. Yeah, just for reference as well, um, Snedeker was a T5 last year uh, in the first inaugural Rocket Mortgage mm-hmm. Classic. So, uh, yeah, he, he'll be an interesting guy to look for this week. Uh, I'm going to go back to Alex Norton. I, I really, I've kind of been bullish on him as one of the uh, European Tour players who is kind of on the cusp of breaking through for the PGA Tour, yeah. uh, s- similar to like a Terrell Hatton a little bit, uh, or like a Tommy Fleetwood who hasn't won yet but contended a bunch of times. Norin, uh, I-, I talked about him a few weeks ago. He's he's been really consistent in making cuts and uh, just playing playing consistently well on PGA events. So I still think he's a little bit underpriced and um i think i think the upside is there in a, this yeah. type of this type of field i think i think he is a winning upside i, I could see him winning a tournament like this so uh, with a with a softer field so i'm gonna lean on him here's my top choice and then i liked everything you said about hb3 uh as well and i think it's for good reasons we're talking about pretty elite level ball striking and approach so far this season 19th in ball striking 25th in strokes gains approach so um, you don't get much better than that of a combo. Uh, he's, he's as we talk about every week, he's a good putter away from really contending and winning. Yep. Well, that uh, that was a fun little segment. Uh, no, no Maverick McNeely opinions. No. Um, no. 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 <laughs> I, I, the, the guys that we mentioned are the guys that I'm going to be going to, and I, I do like Norin as well. Um, I. I... I'm not, I don't know if I, I would consider him like, uh, I think he's like top five. I think that's kind of his upside this week. But, um, you know, if that putter gets hot, then he's he's definitely capable of winning. He can put up uh, big numbers in a birdie fest, and I, I'm 100% with you there. Yeah, and Sned's Vegas odds are the best of this group at 42 to 1. And then yep. um, my boy Alex Norton at 65 to 1. There could be some shekels going both of those ways. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see here. Let's move on to. This is just the 8K range. Every person in these next few groups is pretty much the rest of the field. It's just 8K, 9K, and then five figure. Uh, yep. That is how they flesh it out. So 
It is E B R Eric Van Ruin, Rafa Cabrera Bayo, Adam Hadwin, Christian Mazzano, Lucas Glover, Doc Redman, our boy now at the 8500. Uh, he was a sole second place here, which really got his uh, his status to play in all these events. So congratulations to him. He'll I'm sure he'll have, he'll love his time here. Jason Day. JT Paulson and Rory Sabatini at 8,800. Uh, lot to like here. Uh, I've already bet Bezaden Hoot at 66-1 to, to, to win the holding thing. Sure. Um, I, I like him quite a bit. Uh, Redmond and the glove are two uh, plays that I am big fans of. Uh, just so you know, uh, the glove is looking at a, over 14%. Uh, Redmond is over 16%, uh, and Rory Sabatini at 14% as well. Uh, and this is all projected ownership from Fantasy National, so you know it, it's subject to change. Obviously, we're talking on a Tuesday, but these are going to be guys that a lot of people are going to like. So if you like these guys, like I said, don't don't be a, don't like not play them because you like them and they're going to be popular. But be ready to pivot at one spot. Like I said, Kyle Stanley was huge for me last week when I had him at 2%. So. You can put these guys in your lineup, find one place to pivot, call it good. Uh, I'm I'm not going to Jason Day. I'm not going to, J, uh, to JT Poston. I'm happy with any of the other guys. Okay, I I'm not going to Poston. I I don't know I don't know if I what it is about Rory Sabatini. I never find myself um, playing. He's not for, sexy. He's not no, sexy. He's no. older. He's he he doesn't look like he does a lot. But then like pops and he had obviously t3 here last year at the inaugural uh first run through so you know it, it seemed i mean obviously can't go too crazy off of one tournament but uh, it sure does seem to suit his game pretty well yeah he doesn't have like really great stats or whatever i just but you're right all of a sudden you'll see like oh tied for seventh is very 17 you're like what uh so yeah um i don't know what it is it's just uh, some weird bias i don't don't like him um Sure, he's a wonderful man in real life. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I so Poetson, no Sabatini for me. Um, you know my feelings on Doc. I I, I think the price adjustment for this tournament is uh, justified. And um, I guess my my top pick uh, would be Hadwin, though. I, I think statistically, mm-hmm. um, probably the best all around in in this group in terms of uh, ball striking 16. Strokes gains approach 33. Putting strokes gain is 28. Uh, it's not much more you can ask for, and just in terms of a all-around statistical game right now. And I think he's I think he's poised for like a tour championship type season. So uh, I, I like Edwin probably the most. Uh, he's a little bit lower priced than say like a Potson or a Sabatini. Um, so he'd be my top choice. And then um, yeah, I like everything you said about Zanino and. Uh, the glove, they, they, they all make sense. Good, good ball striking, really solid approach games. So, um, all positive things to say there. Are you ready to move on to just the 9K? Let's do it. Okay, I, I did pose a question on Twitter. I thought it was uh, I, I thought it was relevant. So what what two players are you trusting the least in the 9K range heading into this week? And I said, is it Ricky? Fowler, Tony, Fino, or the other. And uh, just to name out the rest of the field, it is Scotty Scheffler at 9,000, Kevin Na, Bubba Watson, the aforementioned Tony Fiano, and Ricky Fowler. And then 
uh, Sunjay M at 9,800. Uh, what was your answer to that question? Who do you trust least out of those two, or is it other? It's probably Ricky Fowler. Yeah. But, 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 I, okay, so Bobby, he's on my, where I, where I place my wagers. He's 28 to 1. Last week when, when I hit on DJ, he was 28 to 1. The week, before, the week before <laughs> I hit on Webb Simpson, he was 28 to 1. Um, are we being too hard on Ricky Fowler? Like, I know his game isn't where, like, we want to put him up among the elites. And, and maybe that's not fair. Maybe right. his game is, is set to be a really good PGA golfer who, in smaller fields, in weaker fields, can win, can dominate. Uh, obviously, in places like Arizona, he can win, he can dominate. Um, but when it comes to the big, you know, the big bombers, the the heavy hitters, and he's going through some swing changes, so that might be yeah. part of the change. I don't know if the the poor play encouraged that or if that's why we're seeing it. But right, this this is a guy that you know we 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 anointed as the elite, and 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 maybe he's just not that guy. Yeah, it's so. I think here's the thing um, as far as not trusting in terms of like a. DFS type thing. Um, it's just the floors have been lower lately, right? Yeah. Like that's the problem. Um, it's it's. I think you've made a couple good points on some guys in the previous weeks to just bet straight. You know, just straight like a Jordan Spieth for Charles Schwab. You know, yep. I'd rather almost just bet this guy at fifty to one than play him for eighty five hundred or whatever in DFS. Like, I think that's the better way to treat Ricky in some of these things. I think because I think the ability's still there. He's probably going through some changes. You know, we'll never know everything these guys are experiencing, of course, um, publicly. But, um, yeah, it's just whatever. The floors are lower than they have been. And if you're talking about is it unfair to put him amongst the elite, I think when we did that was probably, I want to say, three to four years ago when he was like a top five in every major. Um, He was playing amongst the best. He he wasn't necessarily winning a major, but he was always right there. Uh, I think – I think the Kepka, I think the Kepka Masters, um, or I, I, I maybe I'm confusing these Masters, but anyway, he was just a, he's a couple of years out from finishing like sole second in the Masters. So mm-hmm. right now it's just not there. No one knows why. But if I had to answer the question, yeah, I, the answer would be Ricky, and uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I think he'll eventually come around. But right now, um, if I had to pick one, it would be it'd be Fina over him. In general, if I'm picking from this group, I'm just going right back to the Sanjay M. Well, uh, this is a guy who I think the floors are extremely high, and the ceilings week to week, and especially a turn like this, is a, a winning type ceiling. Yeah, and uh, Sanjay is a guy that like was dominating for a while right before the shutdown, and then uh, you know it's I don't know what he seems to have lost it a little bit. Uh, let me ask you this before we move on, though. I, uh, Pat Mayo uh, asked this question. I thought it was really interesting. Who wins first, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau? Tony Finau. Tony Tony Finau has been on the cusp of winning for at least eighteen months. <laughs> um, I, I mean, honestly, I can't. He, he really has been. No, I, I know. Mean, his form. I mean, his form in general. He's had. He had a miscut. Um, was he missed the cut? So he was one of the big guys who missed the cut last week, right? Yeah. So I, I think he's been a little, you know, a little bit more inconsistent lately. But 
The ceilings are still there. His ball striking is still solid at 50th, and his approach game is 34th. He just kind of has a kind of a really inconsistent putter. So I think, you know, when you when you rely on that sharp ball striking, um, he's always a guy who I look at is, oh, he'll he's going to be there. He's going to bounce back well. And I yeah. think he's he's my favorite. Uh, he's my favorite candidate this week. I think and the most obvious probably to bounce back from last week. Yeah, and he's a guy that I always want to bet in the outright markets, and because his number, like you said, this is a guy that's always contending, always in the mix, always right there on Sunday. Uh, but he's just he doesn't win, and so like his number is got that got that baked in. So you think, oh, I'm getting 35 when he should be 25, or I'm getting 50 when he should be 40, um, and so you feel like, oh, I'm getting all this value, but he just the dude doesn't win. So uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think it is like, I think if Ricky Fowler doesn't win this week, like, I think you're probably right. Tony P now. I just like, I, it, it feels like the guy, like we, we were talking a few weeks ago of Brooks Kepka's and Dustin Johnson as guys that were really frustrating, but among the elites and they're both bounced back in a big way. I, I have a weird Ricky Fowler bounces back in a big way that, uh, feeling this week. And it's pure, feels so it'll it, he'll probably miss the cut and it'll look uh, foolish but um yeah i don't know that, that i think i think i think i think i as crazy as it sounds i think jordan speaks the clear third guy in that and considering all the tournaments he's won um that's wild to say it is wild to say and i, I think like you said it is an interesting question i, I think it is and, and all the answers are somewhat you can make a, ca- a solid case for each one um I made my case for Fino. I, I would I would stick by that. And look, I, and I like what you said about you know look, it's a feeling, right? And I think we can talk about all the stats we want and talk about all the, you know the the course layout versus player strength type of stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of times you know we we do kind of lean back to our our instincts. And you know hey, I this is a spot where, again, like you said, would you be surprised if Ricky Fowler in one of the final groupings on Sunday? No. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. So um, as much as I am a little bit down on him, and like I said, probably don't trust him uh, the most out of the guys we talked about, uh, no, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, a straight bet is how I would treat him this week. I, I like that 28-1 to 1 play like you talked about. Um, we we kind of, we lathered over that group pretty uh, in-depth there. Is there anything you'd like to add before we get to just the last five? I'm going... I'm going back to Bubba this week, and it, okay. it may bite me again, but I'm doing it. I, I his game, I, I just feel like he could do well at this, and and his his game should set up for for having an, having a big week. And I know he's been kind of frustrating. Uh, obviously, two weeks ago was much better than last week. Um, I was heavy on him last week. He screwed me. It's fine. I'm going back to it. Uh, I think yeah. he's gonna. I think he's gonna. Um, I think he's gonna earn his earn his uh, stripes this week. Yeah, and that's a good point too. You know, you got a important important tip in in life and in, in a DFS. Kyle is don't take it personally. Don't take it's yep. okay. It, it it's you know they didn't do it to you, and uh, right. that's why that's why I'm rolling back to Phenol this week as well after that mass cut or yep. miscut. I have uh, all the comments in the world. And just for a little bit of reference um, in this tournament, M was T21 last year. Ricky Fowler, T46. Finau did not play. Bubba Watson missed the cut. 
and Kevin Don Scotty Scheffler did not play. That brings us to the top range. There is six guys in five figures. Um, I think all of them are justified in having that. What would be, oh, let me name them. So at the bottom is Victor Hodlin at 10K, Hideki Matsuyama at 10,200, Patrick Reed 10.5, Tyrrell Hatton 10.7, Webb Simpson 11 even, and your boy, Bryson at 11.7. Uh, I'm not Bryson DeChambeau will not be in any of my lineups. Um, too expensive. He he is just far too expensive for this. Like the implied odds between him and and Webb Simpson. Like he, Webb Simpson's basically they're saying is twice or uh, is basically twice as um, likely to win or half as likely to win the tournament. Like the right. the I'm not spending seven hundred dollars more to get Bryson when I think Webb will be right there. Um, I'm not. I'm not probably playing Webb. Tyrrell Hatton is interesting, and obviously he's been playing really well. Not playing him either. Um, the highest guy I'm gonna I'm gonna go after is Patrick Reed. I love Patrick Reed this week. Uh, will be featured in a lot of my lineups, and I think um, a lot of my lineups will start Patrick Reed, Victor Hovland, and Hovland is playing amazing. He's gonna be the most owned, or right there. Like, I'm looking at projected ownership right now, and the top five are Victor Hovland, Bryson, Patrick Reed, HV3, and Tyrrell Hatton. So there's going to be a lot of ownership. So if you really want to pivot, like, just completely skip this ownership or be ready to pivot uh, as you with, with the rest of your lineup. But there is the, – the, these are the big dogs. These are the people that everybody knows, um, and, and, you know, they're going to be lineup – the one thing I will say is if you look at last week, uh, Victor Hovland was third in uh, strokes gained approach. If you remove round one, he was first, um, almost uh, over six and a half strokes gained. Um, the one thing I will say, and I didn't, I, I didn't mention this when we were talking about the, the lower uh, price guys, but Wesley Bryan uh, mm-hmm. last weekend was number one in strokes gained approach. Uh, with o- almost over nine strokes gained. Um, wow. And if you re- remove round one, he was second behind Hovland uh, with over six. So he struck the ball really well all four days. Obviously, was real close to a top 20. Top, he finished 24th overall. Uh, but as in terms of the pricing, didn't go up a ton between last week and this week. And the field is significantly easier. Um, so if you're looking way down there, I think he's a guy that I'm going to be targeting as well. Uh, you might have just convinced me. Um, yeah, Br- Brian was a guy who um, t- he-, he was off for a little bit, and uh, he's played in his last two events. And like you said, uh, made the cut to RBC Heritage, which he won before. And then, um, yeah, like you said the last week, all the positive statistical analysis uh could could be a big form guy could be the mckenzie hughes of this week possibly right absolutely good yeah and like like i said good for like a even if you don't want to play him dfs how how about if you had that mckenzie hughes first round leader bet last week (laughs) as somebody who likes to to dabble in that market um he was not a guy i was thinking about but yeah that would have been that would have been real real nice yeah when you saw when you saw posted 10 you thought well this one's safe (laughs) <laughs> like it's that's over so uh yep. yeah that, that was cool so yeah Leslie Bryan could be another 
good candidate for something like that this week. Um, yeah, so my, my guy here is uh, Hatton, um, if I had to pick one. Um, I'd probably, yep. probably agree with the notion that maybe it's a good week to maybe stay away from this price range or, I don't know, not, not completely necessary to play these guys. But um, if I had to pick one, yeah, it'd be Hatton. Again, the statistical all-around game I've talked about before with him, but the form is excellent. That's something I'm really going to emphasize this week. Ball striking 11, strokes gain approach first, strokes gain putting is two. There is not a better all-around statistical combination that you're going to find uh, of anybody on tour. Yeah. And um, Webb continues his rock solid play as well. And I think your part about DeChambeau and the price just being a little too rich for my blood there, uh, I, I would agree. But not a whole lot negative things you can say about him at this point. Uh, T6 again last week, and uh, he's been on Twitter a little bit a little bit this week saying uh, he's he, he wants the dub. So, um, you know, who, who knows? This this revenge body uh, needs to get its W out there. So we will see. Uh, I'm sure he will be in the mix, to say the least, for the tournament. Um, we have done it. We've made it through. Is there uh, any any parting shots, anything you'd like to to tell, talk about this tournament or plug anything else? Uh, as always, check out the Angle of Pursuit. We talk NASCAR. We talk fantasy football. We had Matt Harmon from Yahoo Sports on uh, for a live stream last Wednesday. That is available on our YouTube. Just go search Angle of Pursuit uh, or go to my Twitter feed at NotoriousKRO. You can find that. Uh, as always, check out FakePigSkin.com. So much uh, good stuff going up there, including Bobby's uh, PGA DFS article each and every week. Um, and the one thing I will say is if you're building DK lineups, I think, uh, at least for me, I'm going a couple guys in the 10K range and then dump, jumping down, or I'm completely avoiding the 10K range um, and building from there. I like that. And how about how about I share this one lineup I have set? And you tell me, how feel, tell me how filthy this is. Um, so I think my core four players in all lineups are going to be Finau, Hatton, M, and uh, Norin, which leaves me in the low 6K range. And I came up with uh, Lucas Berrigard and uh, Hank Lebiota right now. That's, that's a lineup. So um, there you go. <laughs> I'll give you one before we get out of here. Patrick yeah. Reed, Victor Hovland. Okay. I told you that's what I was going to do. I went Tony yeah. Finau. I'm right there with you. And then my low price guys, Sam Burns, Matt Wallace, Wes Bryan. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, this this Wes Bryan pick is getting more intriguing by the moment. He's so. my he's my Kyle Stanley or my uh, Bill Haas of this, uh, for this week. So um, considering I've had luck with those two guys, I'll probably uh, have a terrible week and, and really regret going there. But um, you know, his longer term odds or his longer term stats don't really bear out. Uh, but this right. guy is playing really well. Um, and I, if he can keep it rolling, if he can keep those irons going, he's poised to have a huge week this week. We're just going to rename uh, one of these segments Kyle's Deep Cuts. That, that, I like that, it. That, that is I the like deepest it. of the deep cut. I, I love it. So um, well, this is great, Kyle. Uh, I think next week we're all set for. What is the tournament next week? Where are we at? Well, assuming there is a tournament, Kyle, um, okay. it is the, the Workday Cherry Open. Uh, and we'll be back, as always, to break down that field as well. 
Kyle, um, good luck to you this week in all of your um, trials and tribulations in DFS. You do the same. Uh, hopefully we can both come on next week and talk about uh, all the cash we made and uh, hitting a Millie Maker. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Great Players Championship theme song. I'm sticking with it. It uh, gets the job done for now. We'll pivot when necessary. But um, yeah, we're continuing on in this uh, kind of uh, weird COVID sports world. I think golf is going to make it think they probably have the advantages of the way their sport is played so as long as they're here we're going to be here and uh we're gonna throw out ridiculous uh bets and lineups and try to profit from them we hope you are going to do the same and try to just uh entertain yourselves and consume this sport uh in a fun way that we do with uh DraftKings or gambling and, and whatnot so we, uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this each week, and we're going to be back next week uh, when the tour heads to Muirfield in Dublin, Ohio. Until then, this is Swipe Right Sports, your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. Download, subscribe, rate, review, DSRR. Uh, please. It's, it's very uh, helpful. All the feedback is, is appreciated, uh, good and bad. I'm fine with being insulted. It's kind of a form of flattery in a way, I guess. Maybe. Either way, it's all good. Um, and a follow on Twitter, Instagram, at SportsPodHookup. We're trying to beef up the activity on there. Um, and we'll do that moving forward. Good luck for the Rocket Mortgage Classic.